for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blap chat, 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 chat. Middle finger to the haters. Boom. We missed the four part harmony there. We did. Right we missed the four part harmony. Uh, <laughs> what's up, guys? Welcome to Blap Chat. Uh, episode 68, I believe. Yes, sir. 68. Yeah, man. Is. We're here. I'm here with my man's Atlas the Plug. Atlas the Plug. I'm here. Hello, everybody. Yes, we're here. And um, Perfection and Glam are out. Yes. They uh, they had some shit they had to do. Mm-hmm. They're hating on us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, now nah, they've been really, you know, really just doing some amazing shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perfection got this, like, super cool um, event next week that she's putting together. On Monday, yeah. On Monday, mm-hmm. and um, Glam is just going in. Mm-hmm. She's, like, really just heavy in the studio, dropped a couple videos, so you guys should definitely check Glam out. She put some new music out. It's really amazing. She's, like, one of my favorites, So and she's one of our co-hosts. So. Yeah, she's dope. Um, but, yeah, guys, welcome to Blab Chat. I am Ill Mind. Again, I'm here with my man Atlas, the plug. Um, and this is a... Uh, all fucking dope podcast. No, it's an all music <laughs> producer podcast. We're really passionate about the art of music production. Obviously, I'm a music producer, so you know a lot of this stuff we we talk about on here is music production related. If you're, you know, first of all, shout out to our longtime listeners, yeah. our longtime fans. Um, shout to you guys for you know following us, subscribing to us, supporting the movement. Um, we really hope that you are, you know, walking away with some knowledge, yeah. you know, at, with listening to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really love talking about what's relevant today, but also, you know, the stuff we talk about here is really just relevant to just the career mm-hmm. of an aspiring creator, whether you're a producer or an artist or a singer, songwriter, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we love touching on that stuff. And this shit is fun, man. So yeah. shout to you guys um, who've been following us. And if you're a new listener, um, you know, make sure you subscribe. If you're on, uh, you know, Twitter or if you're on um, I'm iTunes, sorry, iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, SoundCloud. if you're on Twitter, follow us mm-hmm. at Blabchat, uh, Instagram at Blabchat. So if you're on, you know, iTunes or if you're on SoundCloud listening to us right now, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button and Atlas. We are also doing something different today, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. I'm very excited are, about um, this. This is the first time. This is the first time we're on motherfucking YouTube. Live. Live. So shout to you guys uh, who are fucking tuned in right now. Mm-hmm. We've never really done this. This is pretty fire. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to give us one of those because um, this is fun. So we're kind of playing around with the idea of uh, you know, doing the, the live streaming on the YouTube. This is the first day we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Leave us some feedback. You know what I mean? Like, if you fuck with 
the live streaming. We're still putting the video out and the audio out on Friday. But uh, as you guys know, now you know, Thursdays, we record the actual episode. So um, we're going to start going live every week. I think that's a good idea, right, Ad? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, so uh, let us know what you think if you fuck with it. You know, we got a couple camera angles here, which is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, super dope and shit. You can see all the swag. You know, you know, <laughs> Il, um, you know who I want to shout out? Mm. Um, homeboy who sent the uh, the the. Can we start with that? Can we? Yeah. Can yes. we do that? I right. have it right here. Oh, and we have the live stream, so that's good. Perfect. So check it out, guys. This is what happened last. Or it was, was last week or two weeks ago. Do you want to plug in? No, no. You can just do just it on your mic. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah so, so last week or whatever our last episode was, uh, we were doing our segment called Blapper Crap, and um, I had mentioned that uh, I made a little challenge to you guys, and I said I want you guys to sample my voice making like a really wild sound effect. I think you were eating like a muffin I was or eat, something. I was eating Dunkin' Donuts a Munchkins <sighs> and, I, and it was chew, It was a chewing sound and I told you guys to sample the chewing sound and make a beat out of it and some of you guys did the challenge mm-hmm. and uh, Atlas was sent this video recently. Uh, one of you guys uh, flipped it and sampled me going like that and made a fire ass beat with it and we want to show you guys so shout them out so who, yeah. who sent this so the producer's name uh on instagram is anton barrett official it's anton okay. a-n-t-o-n barrett b-a-r-r-e-t-t okay official. so why don't you do this at put the phone on the mic so they can hear it turn turn it around so that josh can zoom in yep josh can you get that and oh, let's see if you guys can see it on the live stream because he made a cool video too if you can't see it on the live stream, then you'll see it on the actual video. So, okay. And then uh, go ahead and hit play, man. Let's fucking hear ready, this Josh? thing. Let me let me stop the music. All right. Let's see what happens. All right, here we go. Wait, wait well, real quick, um, challenge. Producers, I want you to sample this, make a beat, <laughs> post it on Instagram, and hashtag uh, Blapchat. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> Make a beat out of that. Someone's gonna do it. It's remix time. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) All right, that was Fuego. Shout out to Anton for that yeah. one. Shout, shout to Anton, man. Thank you for accepting the challenge. That be actually that be could work for someone. Is it a blap or a crap? I'm gonna blap that. I'm Hell gonna blap yeah. that one too. Hell yeah, I'm blap, I'm gonna blap that. <laughs> I'm blapping that. I'm blapping that. Yes. Um, and you know, I know someone else who approves. Save that shit for your mind pocket. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Booty loops. Booty loops. But she had the ill mind. Great producer. But she had the ill mind. Great producer. Save that shit for your mind pocket. Thank you, Joe. Joe liked it. Joe Budden approved. So, yeah, man, that was a cool little fun thing we did last week. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I want to hear more. So if you guys, we'll do more of those challenges. Sounds like you guys are really loving that. That's really cool. <clears throat> it's popping. All right, so our chat room's popping. And pardon us for being a little shaky with the live stream. This is our first time doing it. So I see you guys on the um, chat here. Thank you for fucking tuning in and fucking with us on the live shit. Um, man, at, what's 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 been happening? There's a lot. 
to Man. talk about. We spoke about um, the True Masters event that you you did yep. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You're doing another one May tenth. Uh, May tenth. Tell them about that, man. Yes. So what is this? What's this event you're putting together? Yeah. So um, the event is called True Masters, and I did the first one March first, and it was a huge success. In fact, it was the day that we had like crazy rain out. It's like yep. a crazy rainstorm, and there must have been about 150. Uh, 200 kids that showed up uh, for, for the event. So what it is, I put together, you know, for those of you that don't know, I've done um, producer events, I've done R&B events, I've done hip-hop events, and, you know, like when I came up, peeps used to make a circle, peeps would dance, it was all love, you know what I mean? You could, like, go to the club, see someone you like, they could be playing fucking DMX all night, but you were grinding and sweating. That was, yeah, that was back when people were actually dancing actually in dancing. the club. Exactly. So what I decided to do was I decided to combine all of these and you know i've been to producer battles and rap battles and and i'm very intrigued by all this so and so what i did was it's an event it's called true masters i've got eight producers i've got eight mcs and i got eight b-boys and b-girls right fire and the way it works is i put them into groups of three consisting of one of each one b-boy one mc and one producer and the format of the show is the producer has a track that's three minutes long for the, for the first minute, the producer hits play. It's just a producer on stage, okay? When the track hits minute number two, excuse me, from zero seconds to one minute, it's just a producer. When the track hits minute number one, the B-boy or B-girl comes out and they breaks, dancing. dances over the track, pop locking, whatever their, their style is. And then for the last minute, from two to three on the minute, an MC comes up and spits over. And then so at that point, all three of them are on stage. Exactly. B- Fucking air drums, dancing, and then rapping. Correct. Correct. And then what happens is when that first group of three is, when the first group is done, I have another group that comes up and does the same exact formula. And then when they're done, I keep both of them on stage and I have the crowd pick their favorite, only one producer, MC, and dancer out of the two groups. They only get to pick one via crowd noise to advance to the next round. And let That's me so t- fire, And man. dude, dude, I'm going to tell you, this event, I mean, Josh was there, P- Preach, you were there, and I mean, I've been getting hit up like crazy. People like, yo, this thing is amazing. Like, um, yeah. I, again, <clears throat> comparable, it's been compared to uh, Nick, Callen, Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out and Eminem 8 Mile. Hey. That's, that's what people have been hitting me with. Hey, hey. I mean, the people are people are saying it. Yeah, no, I yeah, they're saying it in the comments cool. and, and hitting me up saying it. Saying yeah, like so the it's next the one is May, May tenth, May tenth, Thursday night in Drum, New York City. New York City. All right, so guys, you heard it first, May tenth, uh, Drum, mm-hmm. New York City, pull up. Yep. Uh, is it free to get in? It's not free to get okay. in. It's only okay. ten bucks at the door to ten get bucks. in. But I'm not charging any of the producer. I'm not charging any of the act. Most producer showcases, they hit these kid over the head for like three hundred, two hundred, right. and then you got to sell tickets and you got to split the money with. No, I'm not it's even not doing. That. I'm not charging any of the artists to get in. I'm strictly just charging ten bucks at the right. door. So how can one apply to become like part of this if they're a dancer, or a producer, or a rapper? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways. Um, you could follow me, Atlas the Plug, one word on all social media platforms. Mm. Um, you can shoot me a DM. Uh, right now, May tenth is is already is already filled. It filled up literally in two weeks after the first show. Nice. So well, but what they can do is shoot an email to True Masters Show 
truemasterssshow at gmail. Just shoot right. an email there and True, I'll take you care of it. You guys heard it. Truemastersshow.com or truemastersshow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, send a request. You know, if you're a b-boy, if you dance, if you're a rapper, if you're a producer and you want to get in on this mm-hmm. live show thing. Atlas is very picky, as you guys know, yeah. on the Blapper Crab segment. Like, he's yeah. actually, he's a dick. I mean, he's yeah. a huge dick. I'm the um, nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's but, fucking you know. uh, Atlas, Atlas Cowl here. <laughs> Ski beats was worse though. Oh, ski was hilarious. Ski was, ski was like not holding anything back. It's crazy. I've been mad cool. Me and Ski have been like texting like I, like I once love a week. Ski yeah. to death. He's, yeah, he's, he's a fucking legend. He's a good um, dude. But yeah, so make sure you guys pull up to that. Mm. I want to do something cool today. So we have mm. this live stream going. Yep. Which I think is is very fucking dope. Shout to YouTube man mm-hmm. for for the tech tech side of things. Um, I want to do a little Q and A with you guys. You know, we we have this is episode sixty eight. We've talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff we're revisiting. Um, and you know, I say this on my Instagram all the time. Like I learn something new every day. You know, all these people that I'm around and and just the different experiences that we have in real life. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you learn from your mistakes. And I think you know the the art of entrepreneurialism and you know tech and specifically speaking you know music production being an entrepreneur being a music producer there's a million and one ways to really go about this guys mm-hmm. really that's the thing that i'm kind of learning in real time uh is that there is no right or wrong way to do things it's really just a matter of what makes you happy you know like and what works for you i personally am passionate about the side of or the producer who is really just trying to be the biggest producer like like you want to produce mm. big records you want to produce for a big artist you want to develop artists you want the grammys you want to feed your family and be that guy um and i could only speak from that perspective because i want to be that guy you know mm. what i mean like i want to use my influence um to you know to empower people and to empower other creatives and yes, of course, man. Like I'm trying to be number one, guys. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not here fucking not trying to be the best. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I want to impact people deeply with my music, and um, and I want to work with incredible, incredible artists doing that. So mm-hmm. um, I speak from that perspective. And then you have a slew of other people who don't necessarily want that, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. You know, there's guys out there who are slaying beats. And making, we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. 50 racks a year, 100 racks a year, 20 racks a year, $100 a month, whatever it is that floats your boat. Some of those guys are doing that and they want to chill. They want to just make enough money to feed their family and do this for a living and kind of be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. If that's your thing, man, go for that. It's, inter- yeah. it's interesting too because, you know. And sorry, sorry to cut you off, no, no, Matt, but ahead. guys in the live stream really quickly ask us some questions so i have um the i have the uh, chat room here pulled up so go ahead and uh enter a question in the chat room and we'll we'll answer you in real time right now so go ahead atlas no i was gonna say i think that it's interesting um with technology how producing is kind of changed a little bit in the sense that you know back in the day if you you know when you were a producer you had to go find talent you had to go find artists you had to you know, be in the studio with them. You had to, you know, there wasn't really like emailing MP3s and all that kind of stuff. So you had to physically go be places and, you know, and to network and, and to build up your, your net worth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
And you had to like be in the studio with the artist for the most part. You had to be vibing with them face to face. Yeah, Buck Wild was talking about right. that. Right. So like that's that's kind of more the traditional way that producing was done, right? Which I which I'm a big fan of. And then now there's like this new wave of producing producers where like they don't want to be in the studio with the artist. They right. don't even want to deal with the artist. They want to lease them to lease the beat for 99 cents, for $50, for 100, whatever it is. And they don't even care what the track ends up sounding like. Mm-hmm. And But the, there's a group of, of them that are very successful, you know, that are home and, you know, work from their computer and they don't have to meet any artist or go out to any shows and do anything. And it works for them and they're making a living at that. And I just think that's like so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And they're happy with that. And they're yeah. content with that. Yeah. You know, uh, but you know, I I always try to I push people. Yeah. I the, my one of my recent Instagram posts was basically saying that like, you know, when I say certain things on my, you know, on my YouTube and on this podcast, and on my Instagram stuff, Twitter, I go on my little rants. Um my my intent is always to try to push you guys, you know, because you know, I know that you know, it it it's not easy to realize that you're not pushing yourself to that point that you that you can Mm -hmm. and i'm all about that man like i just want people to be their best self you know like if why you know why not try something and just immediately assume that you don't want it or you don't like it try the shit Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like how do you how do you really know that you don't want to be the best producer Mm -hmm. you know i feel like you feel it yeah, I mean, you feel like you it, but, feel but, but you know, that comes with insecurity. It comes with mm-hmm. fear. Um, experience. Uh, you know, like, yeah, lack of experience. Mm-hmm. And, but man, a lot of it is, is like fear, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like not not knowing what the future holds and not like, and like not really believing in yourself. And I get that, man. Like we all go through that shit, but mm-hmm. uh, I just want people to open up their minds a little bit and and start shifting their thinking a little bit, you yeah. know, because I think that's what really can open doors for you. I think, you know, just from doing Blab Chat, you know, us spreading that is really, it's really starting to get out there a lot. <clears throat> like, I'm, I'm sure, Ill, your DMs are crazy too, but I mean, I'm getting DM'd at least once a day, multiple times a day. People like, oh, listen to Blab Chat. I love that, you know, I was, you know, I... You know, I, I'm taking it more seriously now after that. Or like I took the tips you guys said on this last episode and using it in my mm-hmm. and now I got a, a placement with, uh, you know, this up and coming underground guy who's big in my city, you mm-hmm. know, and that's really how it starts. It's like you got to get big in your town, in your city, then your state. Then you got to go to like the state over or like travel right. here. It's like you got to keep spreading it, but you got to start. You know, locally, yeah. Um, if that's all you have, you know, if yeah. that's all the resources you have, you got to start locally and just keep building. I've been and work your way out. My my whole kick in the past like couple of weeks has been exactly that, like mm-hmm. just pushing this message to you guys of working with your peers. Yeah. And a lot of times that's like locally. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and um, I just quickly spoke about that. You know, the idea that like in two thousand, you know, five, I was still in mom's basement, like making beats figuring it out and mm-hmm. guess what in 2005 so was drake <laughs> and yep. so was boy wanda his producer and so was 40 mm-hmm. they were just like figuring it out so we were all figuring it out at the same time and but we worked hard enough to kind of like earn our spot respectively and then you fast forward to you know 2018 
or 20, 2016, 2015, and now you have all of us kind of like collaborating with mm -hmm. each other. So, you know, you, you guys should really think about that because whatever demographic, whatever age you are now, whatever category you put yourself in, there's other people that are doing the same thing you are. And, and I think it would be smart to collaborate with those people and really stay in touch with those guys because, mm -hmm. you know, some of these guys are really going to fucking take it there. Yep. And, and, and you want to be a part of that. Yeah. So. And what's, what's interesting, too, is a lot of people, when they're looking for resources, I mean, obviously, you have, like, the internet and you have, you know, stuff like that. But sometimes people are looking like they're looking for, um, you know, someone to help manage or someone to help with, you know, whatever, uh, touring or someone... And they don't even realize that person is probably in your cell phone. Yeah. In your cell phone contacts. Like, if you sit and you look through every single one of your contacts and you're like, all right, what does this person do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's my relationship with this person? Okay. You know, maybe I should build more of a relationship with this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and do it in a way that's genuine. You're not going to just like call out of nowhere and start asking favors. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to build trust yeah. and, and, and relationships. And that stuff takes time, guys. Yeah. It takes a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of you guys, you know, I'm not just pointing at anyone specifically, but a lot of people out there just uh, just want the instant gratification. They want the like quick. They want it so quick. Dude, you have so much time. Like, mm -hmm. you got to nurture this shit, you know? And it, yeah. It, it's funny, Ill, because I had, um, I don't want to say his name, but I had a, an artist, um, up and coming, very like up and coming. Uh -huh. and, they, and they did a consult. They wanted to do a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me. I was like, yeah, cool. Like, let's do it. So we locked it in and he sends me a, a file. He's like, yeah, unzip the, unzip the file. And it's to my EPK and da, da 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 So I get the file. I can't open it. It's like a, an RAR file. For some reason, I couldn't open it mm -hmm. for some weird reason. I couldn't. And it was I was trying all these things. And like I had, I hit him. I'm like, dude, just a piece of word, like a word of advice. Shit's too complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, no one even looks really at an EPK if yeah. for an up and coming artist and wants to sign an artist because they have a nice EPK. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I told him you should be focusing on shows. You should be focusing on doing, putting out good music. Focus on yeah. your shows. For, you know, your social media, like all the stuff you can do. You're absolutely Don't right. Don't spend all this money on the EPK. Yeah, you're absolutely with right. Two in, tracks, in, like investing time in things that just just don't matter. It, it, exactly. This is uh, the exactly. perfect perfect segue into uh, our special guest today. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, he's one of just one of my favorite just people in general. Mm -hmm. I think I think he may be like one of the few one of the first like um pe like i guess someone in the industry who's done like really amazing things that i've like met so i've known him for a really long time so blessed that he um took the time to come join us today mm -hmm. and guys in the chat room ask away because we're gonna we're, we, i didn't forget we're gonna go back to these questions and we're gonna have him join us um but i want to give a warm 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 round of applause welcome to the legendary Druha. Yay! <laughs> 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 yes, we got see guys. Listen, our live stream is official, man. We got Drew we got his own camera. camera. Drew got his own mic, his own camera. Actually, we usually for our guests, Drew, we have like this really cool looking like 1950s microphone. Yeah. But like oh, for some reason, oh, okay, it's right here. So we usually, but it's all good. You would you would think maybe I'm like 
in another location, right? Yeah, and, we're, and we're doing this as a <laughs> yeah. You added me to the room, but I know. But I'm but here with you guys. Mo- most people yeah. see uh, the see it on YouTube, the official shit, so they'll know because it'll be on that camera. So, right. um, but man, Drew, thanks for coming through, man. man. Thank you, thank you yes. for having me. Thank you for that intro. Yeah, that was like too kind. Mm. Oh come on, man! Being plain humble pie right now. Um, but <laughs> Drew, Drew is Drew is one of my favorite people. Like I said. Uh, it's just so we can be here forever talking about your accolades and like what you've done but like just for okay (laughs) so the people the people that listen to our podcast range from like 14 years old to 40 right Right, so like if you can just give these guys uh, i'm sure a lot of these guys know who you are know the records you've done but give them like a quick little blurb spiel like run it through like for the for the old guys they'll know the classics of of duck down of black Black Moon, Smith & Wesson, Sean oh Price, Helter Skelter, OGC, mm. all of the boot camp click. And, mm. uh, you know, through the years we progressed and we've distributed a lot of other titles for artists like Talib Kweli and Farrah Monch and Black Rob and Be Real, <sighs> KRS-One. We've worked with, you know, Ninth Wonder and Static yeah. Selector and more to the, the current times, you know, we're involved these days with distribution for Young and May. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with a young artist out of um, Boogaloosa, Louisiana, named Jay the Youngin. Nice. Um, you know, we work with Cinematic and that team doing a yep. lot of their general Which management. guys is Joey Badass and the whole squad Mick yep. Jenkins and, Mick, and yep. uh, t- actually T-Pain <laughs> T-Pain now? T-Pain wow. is a part Wait, of that he team gets, oh, wow. he gets an air horn yeah so it, it, it's diverse wow yeah so many years in the game Drew oh, mm-hmm. oh and let's not let's not also forget live from the tape deck me and Sky Zoo that was still one of my favorite moments big up to Sky Zoo yeah you know, we had we had a good, nice run with Sky Zoo and it's yep. always like cool to see him like still do his thing and, and, and going on and like to be a part of his history is incredible also. Definitely, man. So, man, Drew, I'll, you know, we can jump in so many different directions, but again, you know, a lot of the perspective we like speaking on this podcast is, you know, the, a lot of the like how and why you did certain things and really just like what sort of helpful, helpful things and jewels you have to like, uh, um, you know, uh, achieve those tasks so like mm-hmm. you know in in doing all this stuff in the 90s with like you know with, with the whole duck down movement what kind of stuff did you learn back then that you're sort of like applying now being in this completely digital age i, I mean i know it like it, it's probably like so different than it was back yeah. then yeah. so now with you know young ma success and all the other success you've had what are some things you're like that you've learned back then that you're like applying now that you find is working? Well, I think the the one thing that's remained constant is is good music and good artists rise to the top, and right. eventually that's going to weed itself out. the The biggest difference for me today from yesterday was yesterday, yesterday years yeah. is just the the amount of stuff that's that's out there and that you have mm-hmm. to look through and choose from and kind of you know everyone can make a record nowadays. You can do it. You guys are talking about comfort level of doing it from home or you don't need the expensive studios it used to be tough just to get into a studio and mm-hmm. buy, buy a two inch you know mm-hmm. would cost us a couple of hundred dollars let alone the studio time right what that costs so i think the access point today for people for artists and producers is much um you know they, they have many more resources available to them right. it makes it tougher for us as as record labels or as distributors to kind of weed through all of the junk and and get to the blap versus the crap mm-hmm. hey, oh, i like that oh, i like that yeah that's awesome that we're gonna Ooh. use that as a sound bite because that was awesome and another air horn for that um 
so you know obviously like I, i'm trying to remember the exact year that me and you met I, we we met because of sean price yeah so sean was a fan of yours rest in peace the greatest yes yeah the, the greatest and and mm -hmm. happy belated to him yes sir his birthday mm -hmm. um happy birthday to his daughter sean p also it was yes my yes yes happy belated to me it was my birthday when hey. when, when drew i was march 11th oh man a lot of mar oh, 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 march yeah. Amazing, man. Yeah. Amazing. But anyway, Sean put me up on, on you and your yeah. production, and then I think we, we linked to Dan the Man's, yep. and you came into the studio, and we did a whole bunch of records together, and yep. you know the rest rest is history. I, I still call on you to this day, and I'm yeah. always you know, checking in and, and proud of all the, the work that you've accomplished and watching you grow from a, a producer who was just trying to get your name out there yep. and doing whatever it took to do it. Yeah. Doing projects and working with independent artists and indie labels like us where the money's not great and the opportunities aren't necessarily the, you know, the best laid out in the beginning mm -hmm. and whatnot. And, you know, seeing seeing that all progress, I'm proud of you. And thank just you. Like incredible to see your growth and everything that, that you've accomplished. Yeah. True. Thank you so much, man. And like, I, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I talk, I talk a lot about like my history and, and like how I came up just in different interviews and on this podcast and YouTube and stuff. And, and I, I always reference those times, you know, like when I was working with you guys and again, recipes, Sean, the great Sean P, um, all those memories and even like when uh, uh buckshot and krs were working on yeah, the first album, album yep too, yeah. and then i yeah. came in dana mans and i ended up producing like three tracks on there yeah. and um man it was just so it was so exciting because you know i've looked up to you guys so much but it goes back to what you just said like i was really just kind of keeping to my passion you know like working with people that i loved and then also just like you believing in me enough to say, you know, that kid Illmind is like, he's really dope. Like, let's get him involved with like all these different projects we're doing. Like, you didn't have to do that. And I always, always, always speak on relationships. And yeah. like, that's like a huge thing, a, a huge topic of discussion on mm -hmm. this podcast. And mm -hmm. like, it's, it, I'm just so blessed to know that like we, after 10 years, it's like, we still have like this cool relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, we've all kind of progressed and now we get to kind of collaborate yeah, on a higher come, level. Come back together. Yeah. And I, I think one thing with you that was always great, and this isn't just to me and you go back and forth yeah. on this shit, but it, yeah. there are learning points. And I, I can use you, I can use Ninth Wonder as another great example of artists that, or producers that keep their foot in, in they keep their feet in one door, but they're, they're, I mean, they keep them in multiple doors, meaning like you can do the underground stuff, you can do the independent stuff, you can do your passion projects, and at the same time, you're doing things that are on on a different scale. A lot of times, if a producer graduates to a point where they're getting major label love or, you know, major label production deals, they might say, ah, I'm not going to do that underground and indie stuff anymore because the money isn't good and the yeah. looks aren't the same. But if you're coming from a place of passion, like we were working with Ninth Wonder as he was doing a record for Beyonce. Yeah. You know, he, he was producing for us on the side. And mm -hmm. to this day, like Ninth just finished a... a I can't say, but one of right. our classic acts, uh -huh. Ninth. Everyone knows. Well, if you know Duck Down, you know that Ninth Wonder produced three albums for yeah. for Buckshot. Um, but now he's worked with another one of our classics, and you know Ninth is on Rock Nation, and he's working with Jay, and he's working yep. with Kendrick, and it's still like a passion for him to come back yeah. and do those things as well. Yeah. And you were the same way. It was like, obviously, in the beginning, maybe you didn't have the credits yet. I don't. I don't even. Yeah. You know, I don't want to speak out of 
turn of knowing what this no, I definitely didn't. Yeah, but, yeah, I was but, like still kind of a little bit here and there, but but as you did, you you know the phone, you always answer the phone, you're always down to explore whatever it might be, and we we're always able to get kind of get past the business of. Of course, the business gets taken care of, but it doesn't hold us up from moving forward. Yeah. And I think that's important for a lot of producers. Like, you know, yes, handle your business. Make sure it's make sure it's all locked up. Make sure that you're comfortable in what you're doing. Yeah. But don't let it get in the way of an opportunity because that might lead to bigger and better yes. things that, mm-hmm. that at the moment you're not seeing. And mm-hmm. also, like, sometimes it doesn't lead to bigger and better things, which is totally okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And... And again, I, like I'm really beating a dead horse when it comes to this relationship thing, but it really is relationships. Like, I remember it, it was 2000, I think it was 2015, maybe early 2016, when we had RMG the studio, mm-hmm. and um, and you had pulled up with Young MA. With Young MA, I was there. Before, I remember yeah, that. before yeah. Ooh came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you were was, playing records. Yeah, you went through like six records. or seven records. Ooh, that you played. Ooh was like the second or third record mm-hmm. she played. Yeah, and um, I, I don't you think like, you like the record through the day, which is one of my favorites. That's all for mixed. Was that the that's one about shit. her brother yeah. or something like that? That's yeah. the one I like too. That yeah. was one of my favorite ones. That's yeah. still yeah. like my favorite Young M.A. <laughs> yeah. record. Yeah, did um, that ever come out? It's on her mixtape. It's on the mixtape. Yeah, on, yeah. on Sleepwalking. Oh, yeah, dope. that's one of my favorites. But again, you know, and then we we kind of vibed a little bit, and I didn't. I guess I, you know, we ended up not really making anything at that time, mm-hmm. but that's just like a, an example of like, you know, me and Drew having a relationship, and then you like, really just again believing in me and saying, yo, let's let's pay Ilmind a visit right. with this new artist, Young Ma, and then li- I think literally like a month or two months later, Ooh came out and then she took off, yeah, and I was so happy about that, but it could have played out to where it was like, okay, bring Young Ma to Ill. Ill does a smash record, and then now Illmind has a smash, mm-hmm. you know? So it could have went so many different ways, right. but like you presented that opportunity for me, you know what I mean? And, and, you, and, and I'm so accept, grateful for and that. And you accepted it, and yeah. you gave us your time, so I'm yeah. grateful for that too. And like, we can't stress it enough, like what we are describing is what relationships are built on and what they're about. It's not just having the phone number to somebody, it's, it's about how you exercise that phone number mm-hmm. and what you make of it. And it can't just always be about what's good for you, but like, you're saying for both of us that day, it was like, all right, I had a new artist that I believed in. I believed in you as a producer. I felt like, let me use my you know, umbrella of, of network and bring these people together and let's see what happens. And yeah, yeah, nothing came from it that day. But again, even from that point, I, you know, I circle back with you and you circle back with me. Yep. Eventually something is gonna happen from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, it's good. You didn't need her to have ooh to accept. From from my perspective, you didn't need ooh yeah. to accept the meeting, right? You could yeah. have said, ah, I don't know, it's exactly like another new artist, but you didn't do that. But what made me a fan was that song. Mm-hmm. That song. What's yeah. it called again? It's called Through the Day. Oh. Yeah, if you can you can get it on her sleepwalking um E P or yeah. or mixtape. It's it's on yeah. Spotify, iTunes, all yeah. that stuff. We were in my I think we called her like man, we I think the first thing I t- told her was like, Damn, you're on your Tupac shit with that. Because oh, yeah, it was yeah. like, it had a Pac vibe. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's so hard to, you can't like compare it with Pac. I know the mm-hmm. pressure and stuff, but she's she's really amazing. You had some? You had some no, I was saying she yeah. was just super nice too. Like yeah. mad, just just chill. You yeah. know what I mean? Like played the stuff and, exactly. you know, wasn't like, you know, just super humble, which I, I really, really love that uh, yeah. about a personality. It was great. Yeah. So Drew, um, Man, you're doing so many things now, and again, you know, a lot of our listeners are producers. You know, we get we get a lot of questions, but a lot of the kind of common denominator questions are the obvious ones. How do I get placements? How do mm-hmm. I get my name out there? So, from your experience over the years, 
um, working with so many different producers like a ninth and me and static and then some other up and comers, you know, what, um, what are some things you kind of look for in a producer that would make you want to say, you know, Hey, let me, you know, let me give this kid a chance. You know, what are, what are some pointers that you would recommend? Well, persistence, <clears throat> persistence and patience, right. And your drive, because you, you got to have thick skin. You got to be able to roll off when someone says no or doesn't give you the time right at that moment and find an angle or find a way in and sometimes it's through the artist and sometimes it's through an a and r or sometimes it's through the label dude you know which i would consider myself i'm the label guy like it took yeah. sean price to bring me to you but you're you know? so not like labely no no <laughs> you're I, I'm, just, I'm, you're I'm, like, I'm not i'm not yeah. I, I listen to a lot of music but but at the same time i am you know ultimately i am going to forward it to the artist because yeah. I could like something, but if they don't rhyme to mm -hmm. it, <laughs> then it's just it's just gonna sit in my computer collection. Yeah. Um, so you know, I do think a, a a good way is really at the artist level, and I'm, maybe people don't want to hear that, but it's it's you know find a way to get to these artists mm -hmm. because so form a relationship with the artist. Form a relationship. Wait outside the club. Get inside the club. Do what you you know. Get there with your zip drive. Do what is necessary to try to get the artist's ear because when the artist comes through and says, this is what I want to use and this is what I want to work with, we as the label, you know, are going, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. mm -hmm. like, that's it. You you guys were talking earlier and I, I wanted to jump in on, you know, we were talking about what some people are being content doing and others. Yeah, that, right. But it's just funny because when I think about like even Ooh, how Ooh was made, you and may lease that beat off of an internet site. Wow. Really? Yeah, she found it. And wow. then by the time it got to us, of course, and we were like, all right, well, we're going to really put this out commercially. We yeah. had to go to that producer and then, you know, handle, handle the, it, handle the paperwork. But that's where it stemmed from. Yeah. Wow. She got that beat online. You know what? I want to I want to do a quick side note on that. What I'm seeing happening in real time right now is that the the whole, you know, type producer, hustle where you know producers go on youtube and they they upload their beats and they label them you know drake type beat and then you know travis scott searches drake type beat on youtube finds it leases it and then they go happened with panda mm -hmm. happened with uh a bunch of records man that mm -hmm. record um so i'm seeing it happen more and more and more it seems like it's a really good strategy and it seems like um it's it's something that works you know I, and ooh obviously so yeah so big up this this producer's name was u-dub you guys know u-dub i'm not familiar new york bangers mm -hmm. and yeah i do think it works because you got a lot of artists young you know aspiring artists whatever wherever they are at home and they're they're searching youtube and they're finding instrumentals they don't have it like they don't have a and r's feeding them beats yeah. so this is their a and r platform to go out and search and find something yeah. they like and then they're they're basically cutting demos or real records whatever we want to call them yeah over these beats i mean it's it's mm -hmm. a it is a good strategy yeah one of asap rocky's first hits was a youtube beat he went to youtube and he typed in asap rocky type beat mm -hmm. and he literally found it i think it might have been was it purple swag i don't know mm -hmm. which record it was but like one of them so yeah it seems to work so you know and we've always had our heavy opinion on it i again i'm you know i'm thinking that if you think that works for you mm -hmm. go for it but Again, like anything else, even with the placement thing, it's like, you know, you upload your tracks on YouTube, you're you're in your needle in a haystack. Mm -hmm. Right. So right. that's the that's the challenge. Yeah. I think how do you cut through that noise, you know? Mm -hmm. So what are what are some uh, what are some other things that you kind of look for? Actually like sonically. So like let's say example, like you're working let's say you're working on Young MA's album and you're kind of 
the guy looking for tracks or whatever how was your approach on that like what do you look for you know i'll be 100 percent honest the like for young and may it's we're really even going to her as almost the a and r source it, mm. it really the direction is is really coming from her mm. there is suggestions like there are things i'd love to hear her on certain beats so i try to influence it but just very lightly because i don't mm -hmm. i also don't want to ruin what her art you know what her artistic approach is i'm like mm -hmm. all right let me see how she's gonna tackle yep. this versus how i might tackle it w one of the last records that we really truly a and r from the duck down perspective mm -hmm. was the, believe it or not was the krs and buck record because krs came to the studio and came to us and he said i just want what you guys see and so when the artist comes that way and, mm -hmm. and he's saying i want you to help me out here i want to you know and then that's when i'm like all right well that's up our wheelbarrow. Let me call Ilman. Let me call Marco. Let me call Static. Like, like those are the type of sounds that I'm gonna go for because to me, I'm biased and <laughs> the type of stuff that I listen to is still gonna be categorized right. as that classic boom bap or right. it, it has to have a certain element into it for me. But I'm I'm not close-minded as a as a label and a distributor to say it may not be what I listen to, but I'm open-minded to understand that there are pockets of people listening to all different types of hip-hop, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm not the best versed person to be picking these beats, yeah. you know, for some of these artists. So, yeah. you know, what, what, what I like and what I look for isn't necessarily what I'm going to suggest to MA. Yeah. It, I still would probably do that for Buckshot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> well, because it's worked with you and Buck for so long, right? Right. right. And but, you guys get it, yeah. You know this this kid that we're working with, big up Jay the Youngin. Mm -hmm. He's 19 years old. I, you know, definitely go look him up right now at Jay the Youngin. It's a very southern sound. He's from Louisiana. I couldn't tell you like I wouldn't know where to go to start telling him how he should produce the music right. and sound. I know that I like what he's delivering. I know that I like his look. I know that I like how he's marketing himself and that he is able to have his own production team and you know kind of deliver it that way. I think. Um, you know, that's a big help to us as a distributor and as yeah. a label. Yeah. You know, and I think you got to draw the line of, of me as well, like that I'm not just a true, pure A&R, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So exactly. it's a different source. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you uh, discover or find, how'd that come to you, Young and May, or like Jay, uh, Jay the Young, and how did you just find these people? So Young and May was literally YouTube. Uh, face, it was in my Facebook feed. We caught this Chirac video. She rhymed over. Yeah, that, oh, that's how I caught it. Yeah. That mm. was hard. It was at, it was at like 300,000 views. Yo, when that I was it. so, when I saw uh, that, I, and I don't really comment, I'm, I literally commented like, yo, this is probably the hottest freestyle I heard. Regardless, chick or not, she went ham she on it. Did you hear that? Crazy. No, I didn't hear it yet. Oh I'm sleeping. Uh, search, that, search it up. Oh, um, yeah. my God. Yeah, um, it's called Brooklyn Chirac. Brooklyn and Chirac. She, she rhymes over the G Herbo beat uh, with Nicki. I think it was G Herbo and Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. and okay. She just destroys it, and she's with the crew of people. And yeah, I, a bunch. I'm, it was a Saturday. Insane. I'll never. It was a Saturday, and I just was looking for a contact right off of YouTube, and I didn't call anyone from Duck Down. Yeah. <laughs> None of my team. I just literally went and reached out to them, and I was like, I'm sure I'm late, but. Yeah. If you guys um, want to talk, I'd love to hear more. And it it took a long time. It took you mm -hmm. know from that point of contact, it took us about six months to figure out a working relationship with wow. her. Mm -hmm. She didn't just dive right into say, oh yeah, you know she wow. she didn't really care. She was like on her own movement, saying like, yeah. what I need you for? I'm already I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm uploading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, for us, we have to come in and explain that yes, and this this holds true again for a, a teaching point to producers and artists. Yes, you can do a lot of this on your own and definitely take it as far as you can. But at some point, 
you do you do need a strong team of people around you and yeah. a team of people doesn't necessarily mean that they got to own it or take over it but they can add on they can add on services they can add on experience mm. they can add on relationships all the things and help accelerate the story right and that's kind of how we position it today because we know that artists can go to TuneCore or artists can go to you know certain places and they be like what do i need the label for mm-hmm. yeah. it's like you know, I would sit there and argue and say, look, I can help you get licensing placements. I can help you get the placement at iTunes, mm-hmm. you know, introduce you to the right folks at Spotify. Just, again, help accelerate the story and, and you can pick and choose the services that you need. Right. So how, you know, I mean, you, you've had you've had so many so much experience in seeing the game change from like the days of like, you know, if you're on TRL, you made it. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Hot 97, you made it. You know, obviously it's 2018. the The attention uh, is different, so all the attention is kind of. It seems like it's scattered. You know, it's like yeah. not about having like. Obviously, no disrespect to Flex, but like it's not about having Flex drop a bomb on a right. record anymore mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. Because um, you have Instagram now. You have you know all the kids mm-hmm. are looking at Instagram. They're going to Facebook. They're going to Twitter. They're going to YouTube and stuff like that. Playlists, all that. So. How are, what are some things you're noticing um, and how are you able to kind of maneuver in today's climate and do you think it's a good thing? Well, you, you just, you know, nailed it on the head, like Instagram, Snapchat, those, those and I'm, we're not saying anything that I don't think people know, but it is reinforcing that we're looking at it the same way. YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, get a reaction, get something going on on, on that level, like get actual real comments, get actual shares. A record label or, you know, companies can help you, you hear the, the, the reports of, oh, you can buy likes and you can buy mm-hmm. views and all those things. You can, but you can't buy the comments and you can't buy the natural sharing. At some mm-hmm. point, it has yeah. to take off on its own. So, I you know, I still see the point of, like, when you see something going on Instagram, like for Ooh, as an example, it wasn't her first record. Like, she had already established a nice fan base yeah. of other records that were like they didn't have millions and millions and millions of views but there was a fan base that was growing and we were able to do a show at like baby's all right which is a small Mm -hmm. venue held a couple of hundred people and that perfect storm of like having a record that was starting to go a little bit on instagram and getting views it started to get shared it got picked up by like a a jada kiss like used it in the background of something and then swiss beats posted it and then another artist posted it and then we were able to sell out that show at baby's Mm -hmm. all right that we then we in turn hired one of the one of the DJs from Hot 97 to kind of just host the show because we wanted them to go back and tell the station what we knew they were going to see mm. like we knew they were going to see a crowd of people really into and supporting this artist and so yeah. you know it's like working your way up the ladder like th- you still do want the accolades and you still do want those bombs from Flex and mm-hmm. all those things but you got to have everything else lined up on the the ground has to be built up first before you put the finishing touches on the top. Yeah. Otherwise, like, you can't just be, jump right from the top and flex throws four bombs on it and nothing else is in place. Yeah. It's gonna be out of context, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times we we still get frustrated from it at certain times with certain artists that we work with, whether it's a, a Joey Badass or, um, you know, I don't wanna keep hanging the hat on MA of like what it is, but there are other artists that they do want certain you know levels of like just instant gratification yeah. from the DJs going right on it but yeah. it it does have to be built up yeah you know? yeah it has so, to be built up and would you say that utilizing social media is 
in today's climate the easiest and best way to do that yeah i think so yeah. unfortunately it's becoming like i said we all know about it so it's yeah. not like something more we can discover but yeah. it's a it's a damn great way and spotify is obviously what, what we haven't talked about is is the playlist yeah. on, on spotify and apple music of how they've become bigger gatekeepers than some of the djs right mm -hmm. you get you get your song on uh, Rap most, caviar or something yeah like that, i mean yeah. we'll even go below that you know like if, if it's like most necessary or mm. you know some of the other big hip-hop playlists before you even get to rap caviar mm -hmm. then you know that can lead to not only revenue because it's getting played but the djs are looking at those playlists they want to make sure that they're not missing anything mm. that they should be playing because they're mm. like we didn't know about this but now it's it's popping on four or five playlists yeah so that that's another difference today of like you know you can really go after the playlist how you get to, to them, you know, it's kind of like, what, what do they say? You put the, you know, the cart in front, whatever that saying is. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. What is it? I, I know like which you, one you're talking you, about. Yeah. But. The chick or just basically the chicken or the egg. It's yeah. like it, it is frustrating the same way because you're like, well, how do I get that if I don't have this or how to you? But you got to figure it out. You know, yeah. find a connection, find out who's curating that playlist, find out where you can go, find a DJ who may not be Funkmaster Flex. Maybe it's yeah. Camillo or maybe it's someone in Rosenberg or like find an entry point and then yeah. you know do your best to to make that grow from there yeah i th it, it almost sounds like the the whole kind of moral to the story is you have to go out and be active mm -hmm. whether it's you know you're a producer and you want to work with an artist find like find a way to get to them right and mm -hmm. and same with the radio game and you and the playlist like you know how do I, people say like how do i get on rap caviar <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't have that in yeah get hot yeah, yeah exactly get hot, get hot. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. what i tell you know people like what do i have to do like do i have to you know sign with the um like this publicist or right. do this right. i'm like bro or yeah. girl Put out dope shit, and they will come find you. Yeah, true. You know That's part of building the foundation. I, yeah. I've known Tuma, and I, I tell, I joke with Tuma, and I told Tuma. The Shout to like, Tuma. Can't go to any, and he's no longer at Spotify. Yeah. But I couldn't for for a year and a half. You couldn't go to any meeting without someone going, "Oh, I just had lunch with Tuma. Oh, I'm gonna take Tuma to lunch." Like that was part of people's pitch. Now, like, oh, mm -hmm. I know Tuma. Tuma, <laughs> Tuma, Tuma. I'm like, goddamn. Like, <laughs> guess what? We we've known Tuma forever, but Tuma didn't put. We, didn't, we never reached out to Tuma to put ooh into Rap Caviar. He put it in on his own and then he called us because he said the record had gotten so big that he was like, yo, I, I had to put it in the Rap Caviar. Yeah. Like, I wish, you know, to tell those artists like that there's, that we do have a secret sauce or a secret drawer yeah. for it. Yeah. We used to think that way on radio and the mm -hmm. payola and all the things that, yeah, like people try every which way. And I'm not saying those things don't exist. But I do believe that eventually the best music will find its way in. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Know, through the persistence. And, and, you know, sometimes, too, I have, you know, producers hit me and they're like, you know, I have this track, but, like, I don't know if I should put it on SoundCloud because I don't want anyone to steal it. Or I don't. I'm like, dude, if you don't put it out, who the fuck's going to hear it? <laughs> fire, exactly. Right. Fire your gun. Yeah. Fire your shot. Take your shot. It's going to be uh -huh. sitting on your hard drive forever until yeah. magically this magic artist lands on your lap. I'm like, dude, put it on SoundCloud. Put it on YouTube. Take a click up a, cli a clip on your IG story. Post it on your IG story. Like people are always looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just takes one person to hear it, to hit you up. And if you don't yeah. have it. Fuck it, let them steal it. Let them steal it. Let them yeah. fucking play. You, it's your track. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's only going to help you at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. You know Ill, what I'm saying? Exactly. Illmind Ill mind hit it on the head earlier too, and he said like things take time. Like they, mm -hmm. and, but time, 
it's easy to to look back and say, oh, things take time. Like we talk about our relationship from 2005 or yeah. four, and here we are in 2018. Like yeah. mm. time time sometimes feels extremely long. Yeah, and it gets frustrating for artists. Mm -hmm. It gets frustrating for producers because they do want to see progress and they do you know they want to see things moving in a different speed mm -hmm. yeah. so we can tell them to give it time and to be patient but you know it, it's that fire and energy and burn yeah. to want it as well that's going to drive you to say i'm going to figure this out mm -hmm. yeah I, I do also think that we technology because of technology we're living in a world where things are moving even faster yeah. like the way the way people are consuming music you know people are just swiping they're just consuming music, consuming. I think there was a study that went out, right, that said that more people now are consuming music than ever, and every year it's going up and up and up, and then you have all these artists. So I think that because of that, I do, part of me does believe that you can achieve what you want to achieve at a faster rate than you would have back in the 90s or the 2000s. Like, if I was just starting day one, like, mm -hmm. fuck you guys. Like, I would be kill Like, I would be really just, like, elevating so quickly at that point. So, I don't know. I just, I think there's, because of technology, man, the way you can connect, mm -hmm. there's really no more excuses. Right. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. You know? We, yeah, so. Between Google, YouTube. Oh, come on. There's I mean, so much. LinkedIn. There's, I mean, you could find anybody. Like, anywhere. you know how much of a big deal it is to, like, like post up a song on SoundCloud and then get 100 streams. Like that's 100 people, people. that heard your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, they're home pissed. No one's listening to my stuff. Dude, like, dude, a right. hundred. Put a hundred people in this room right now and see how packed it gets. Yeah. I, I used to, I used to say that when they would call us underground or they would call like our, you know, what we did, and we would say, well, you know, our first week number would be like, you know, maybe we sold 22, 23,000 copies of a record. That's awesome. And yeah, that's an be, arena. And that's what I would say. I would say that. <laughs> filled up MSG like they would say well that's the underground that's that's and I'm like that's 22,000 people going to yeah. see a Knicks game you know yeah. that bought the CD so I, yeah. I agree if you get yeah. a few hundred of you know, then it find out who those people are that are listening yeah. and maybe they can if they really like it maybe they're going to go share it with someone yeah mm -hmm. and then that that is becomes a big key is like will these will people the fans that you have Will they share it with their friends and, and yeah. people in their circles when you're not asking them to do it? Exactly. And it's the same, it, the same holds true for a DJ. Like we can have relationships with DJs and ask them to play a record and maybe we can get that favor once or twice. But the key is gonna be, is that DJ gonna play that record when we're not there to ask him to play it? Mm, yeah. Does he feel like he needs to play it in a club when I'm nowhere near around to mm -hmm. ask him to do it? Yeah. And if, if the answer is no, then it doesn't matter how much I press him, it's yeah. just never gonna work. It has to get to that point where he feels like he has to play it. Yeah. And there again is the dilemma. Where yeah. How do you get it to that point? How you fucking hustle? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> fucking hustle and be patient. It, it always seems to go back to like time, that small patience. set of oh. like common denominators, mm -hmm. man. And, and, really you're, and you're right, and you know, yesterday in the 90s, it took, us, it took us damn near like a year and a half to break uh, Black Moon's Who Got the Props because all we could do is basically play it regionally, like get Red Alert and Chuck Chill Out and some of these DJs mm -hmm. uh, around here, Bobito and Stretch, to play the record. But it wasn't like, it. there was no internet for it to mm -hmm. have this national spread. Like Philadelphia didn't even know that it was getting yeah. bumped in New York. So we had to like spread it one city at a time and go, yeah. well, it's working in New York, it's working in Hartford, and tell yeah. it but nowadays, right, that doesn't happen at all. Nope. You can get one kid to stream your thing on SoundCloud from Australia. Mm -hmm. That's a huge deal. 
<laughs> that's a huge deal. You reached all, you reached right. the other side of the earth, dude. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. We have time for like one question, but uh, we have a bunch of questions in the chat room. But I want to I want to talk about this one because this is a big one. I know you deal with this a lot, Drew. Um, they're asking about uh, sampling and the challenges behind it and a little bit of advice you have for the sample producer obviously like over the years like i've when i was sampling heavy nine static we all sample so being on on the other side being on the label side um what are some of those like advantages and disadvantages of like a sample producer who's just really locked into that well you know when we call you we're always telling you ilman we need something sample for yeah you. <laughs> i know i know i just <laughs> i don't want the headache no listen i speaking of that like drew you are I think you were responsible for me like wanting to exercise my non-sample skills. Um, and so thank you for that, man. Cause when you told me that, I was like, man, let me get on my non-sample shit. And right, I mean, producers, obviously they understand the benefits of not sampling. You're not gonna be giving up your publishing. You're gonna have an easier chance to license the music, all those things, you're in control of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we know being from the nineties, it's, there's nothing like a great sample that that is put yeah. together and and yeah. i still have a passion for those type of records yeah. um it's difficult from from our standpoint we've got to obviously clear everything it can get expensive it can become time consuming there's that word again like yep. we might have to wait two three months before we get an answer that we want to hear we may not like the answer i've recently had a a, a record that from one of our artists that they were in love with the record and it got to um, we got the clearance from the, the master owner, which was Sony, mm -hmm. and then it found its way to the artist, and the artist didn't like the lyrics of the record. Mm. So just from that sample, we couldn't we we couldn't do anything to clear it. Mm. So you know sometimes you face the, the the challenges of getting around. Like, are you going to even forget the money? But are you even going to get the approval mm. for the sample to be used? Yeah. But you know if the sample is strong enough and and the record is is strong enough then i think it's it's on the label and the artist to say all right i'm going to do whatever i got to do to try to clear it right amazing mm. drew one i mean i know there's probably so many but uh one piece of advice that you can leave for the up-and-comer whether you're an up-and-coming producer artist singer aspiring attorney aspiring manager aspiring anr whatever it is just the aspiring music industry person what's one piece of advice you know, nobody owes you anything. So so just remember Amen. that, right? <laughs> nobody owes you anything. So don't get mad. And if you do get mad, if you don't like the results, you know, you got to have thick skin in this business. And if, yeah. if first you don't succeed, then you try again. You get knocked down, you try again. Get knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, try again. And, you know, to me, don't burn bridges. Yeah. Because it's just because someone might say something that you didn't like at the moment doesn't mean that you can't come back a few months later or a year later two years or three years later yep. and do business with that person we're mm -hmm. all not everyone that's entering the game is on the same level as people that have been on it and it doesn't mean that they're cocky or that they're arrogant or that that they're disrespectful it just means that they're playing they might be playing at a different level at that moment yeah. and you know sometimes it takes the balancing to to you know to to equal out yeah. and for that same person that i'm talking about that that might you know have more experience they have to keep their eyes open too to make sure that yep. the game doesn't, you know, pass them by because they mm -hmm. think they're too good to give someone the time or, or, you know, think that they know it all and can't continue to learn. Yeah. So yeah. it's all cyclical. It just mm -hmm. all comes around. You you say learn something that you learn something new every day, and I I agree. From all the young artists that we work with, I'm continuing to learn from them. I'm seeing their strategy yeah. of what's working for them on their socials, mm, yeah. how they're approaching records, how they're approaching the beat selections. You know, not everything that, that yeah. they're picking is what I would pick, but 
I'm learning. So, it, Drew, that's so great. It's just so inspiring to like just see how how long you've been in the game and like how like how you're maneuvering and just being so passionate still about this. It's just really fun to watch, man. And mm-hmm. like I'm, yeah, man. It's just an honor, man. Yes, like really awesome, man. Let's do some new work. We gotta do some <laughs> hey. new shit. Speaking of Soon doing come. work. New ill mind Drew Rock collabo coming soon. Yeah, I won't. I promise. I, I know Drew rap. raps. No, I promise. Come I won't on. Rap. <laughs> Call Fonte. Fonte will write the verse. No. Once upon a time, Fonte from Little Brother. When when we were this was like four or five five six years ago. I was fucking around. We were on the phone and I was like, dude, uh, can you write my raps? I want to like start rapping mm-hmm. like for fun. And he was like, oh, I'll write your rap for you. Wow. So Fonte, Sean, if you're listening, Sean Price used to say he was gonna write me some verse. I did have one verse. <laughs> I did have a verse on Black Moon's yeah. Enter the Stage album on a song called You the Man. I will. I will and, <laughs> and I'm on that song featured with Havoc from Mob Deep <sighs> and Smith and Wesson. Jeez. So. I do have that credit. Yo, wow. yo, Drew Hogg got bars. I got bars. And they, they weren't, they, you know, they were. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Pieces of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Around actually, those actually, I had a, I had a quick question. Um, you know, we're talking about like ways to market yourself or just kind of, just kind of get some type of visuals out there that are some different. And I used to love those like videos you would do with Sean P, like the funny videos yeah, and you. like you on the street yeah, and thank like you. those are so like, awesome, dude. Like whose idea was that and like how did that come about? Because when I like I, when I saw that, I was just looking at like you differently, like in a good way. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It was like oh, he's like so down to earth, but he's doing all these things, and he's like you're like together with the artist and doing it with them. Like how did that stuff come about? Yeah, I mean we 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 always had a good sense of humor, like all of us in in that crew, and we because you spend so much time with each other you develop a friendship and you know i think we all understood what our roles were and i I think a lot of those guys appreciated and took to me over the years like not just speaking honestly that i Mm -hmm. think that i understood what my role was and i didn't try to like you know go outside of it so sean and i could have a certain (laughs) relationship of understanding that that i was you know this nerdy guy kind of in in some ways right and he's this (laughs) hip-hop artist and when you put when you put them together to do business together like some really funny things could happen so yes it was a little bit of an exaggeration of of the characters but but we saw a lot of humor in it and we would would just sit there in the studio and come up with ideas we would crack up for hours before we would then like we really enjoyed just talking about wouldn't this be funny if we went to go do this and you know then we started really coming with the ideas and we had to then talk Sean into it because he, yeah. he, he hated doing them. Really? So, oh God, he hated <laughs> He was such a pro though. He was, yeah, so, he yo, was we, hilarious. We, yeah. we, were, we were right, I told him we were right before and, and uh, unfortunate obviously that, that he passed but he this thing would have been on Vice. So this that's thing, what I'm this saying. Yeah. Right. Content series yeah. today. Yeah, been, that's what I'm saying. It's like the way action we did like uh, that's fuck that's yeah. delicious or whatever that is. And, and true, word, true story, big up Dante Ross. Dante mm-hmm. told me that with action, because Dante used to manage action, that they modeled a lot of what was going on with action of a personality based on, they said we were watching what you guys were doing. Yep, and yep. they were like, that's a great angle. Yeah. We, we were a little early, but mm-hmm. you know. Those, they, I used to love those, yeah. those are hilarious. Yeah, yeah those we, were great. We had, some, we had some good times. I'll tell you one funny one mm-hmm. is that we got him, you ever see the one with the potato with Chum Lee? 
with yeah. um, oh, what, what was Chum Lee's what's the thing called pawn, the pawn shop yeah pawn stars pawn, right? pawn stars yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. We, Sean was in Vegas and oh we, I did see that yeah. and we reached out to them the history channel and we actually got into the store and Chum Lee agreed to come down and meet us and Sean was like alright I'll do it the next day he's like I'm not going I got a headache I'm hungover it was after a show and I'm like Sean I got the fucking history channel I got Chum Lee at the store he's screaming at me we're going back and forth he hangs up on me I call him back we finally get him to the store he does it. it if you watch that one it turned out incredible you know what it was almost a blessing because like he it sounded like he didn't want to do it but like you can it made it even better yeah he was so pissed off <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that's, it was so great. that's how those things went the christmas one you ever see the christmas one we did the, i remember the, the christmas Grinch one yeah two and this speaks to the persistence right mm -hmm. big up crisis who produced that I, crisis. I, I came up with the idea of of the um the grinch i saw it in a taxi cab and i'm like Sean Price is a fucking <coughs> is a fucking Grinch. I'm like let's <laughs> let's make this let's make you the Grinch. Two Christmases went by that I asked him to do the record. Two Christmases. Wow. I, I went to Crisis first and asked him could he loop it. He looped it for me in you know one yeah. two days. Sends it back. I love what he did. Two Christmases go by. Sean, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. The third Christmas comes around. It didn't come around. August came around yeah. of the third oh, Christmas, shit, and man. I said, Sean, I found someone. I lied to him. I said, I found someone who wants to pay for the content of the song. They love the idea. He's like, I'm not gonna say how much. I, you know, there was no third yeah. person that wanted it. We paid him because that's how much I believed in it. <laughs> <laughs> got, him, got him to do it. But in the rhyme, if you go and listen to the. Um, the Grinch, he says, I hate spitting this. I hate doing that. Like, he's he's like talking to me. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally mad at me in the record. Like, <laughs> But it is the theme of the song, though, which is great. Because it's like Grinch theme. Oh, that's so great. So, yeah. Not, not everything is, you know, you, you got to stay stay with things. And, and if mm. you really believe in them, go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drew, thank you for the jewels, man. Round thank of applause to, to the amazing yeah. Drew. Ha! And round of applause to Woo. you for joining us today, man. We got work to do. Good luck with everything, man. Like, oh, take over. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate it. At Drew Ha, if you want to follow. Yes, my, follow my, Drew Ha. At Drew Ha, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, at Drew Ha. Awesome. And at Duck Down Music, you can always yes. go there too. Yes, follow awesome. Duck Down Music. Check out all the new shit Drew Ha's working on. And uh, yeah, man, awesome. Thank cool. you guys. Yep. All right, all right, man. Shout to Drew Ha Love for that. joining us today, man. Uh, so many jewels. Killed it, man. That guy's Killed been it. around so long. He's all, such all an OG. The, we didn't even dig into like. Yeah. All the stuff he's done, because like you said, we would have been here for like a year talking about yeah, all nah. the stuff. We could have had like a, a nice four-hour conversation easily about everything. So many, so much we could have talked about, but um, I think we pulled some jewels. Oh yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So listen, this is what we're doing. We're doing our infamous blap or crap segments. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys this is what we're doing um so we have a segment here on the podcast called blap or crap and what we're going to do is we're going to listen to your beat submissions uh randomly we're going to play a snippet of your beat that you've submitted to us and if we like the beat we're going to give it a blap and if yep. we don't we're going to give it a crap we're gonna give it a crap. So this is a fun little game we play. So if you want to submit your beat for this segment, all you need to do is go to beatthread.com. That's our website that we built. Beatthread, B-E-A-T, 
T-H-R-E-A-D.com. It's a free website. It's just like SoundCloud. You can upload your beats. Um, but the cool thing about it is you can get uh, rated on your tracks. So there's a, a critique section where you can critique other producers. You can receive critiques from other users. And then there's a, there's a rating system, uh, you know, drum rating, melody rating, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it's a really cool website for you to get feedback on your tracks and to listen to other tracks, get some inspiration, and uh, link up with other producers on the website. It's a really mm-hmm. cool networking opportunity for we you got, guys. We talk about networking a lot. Yeah, so. and, and we're not going to announce what it is, but there's a cool feature we're going to be adding oh, yeah. to Thread very soon. We are we are adding features, and we're this is tech, guys. This mm-hmm. is this doesn't happen overnight. We have mm-hmm. um, you know an around the clock um, team that's really just putting their all into the website. You know, shout to Nate and Dan for mm-hmm. really going in. So um, expect more updates on BeatThread.com features very soon. We're super excited. So anyway, uh, when you upload your track, make sure you hashtag blap or crap in order to be part of this segment. So um, we're going to get this shit going. All right. Our first submission is by Ray Mosaic. I love it. No, dude, I was thinking this out just because I love it. (laughs) You know me too well, though. License the fuck out of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm blapping that. I'm blapping that too. Wow. I'm going to blap That's it. the first time we've had like a blap uh, for the first submission, I think, I in think a long so, time. A long time. Long time. A long time. You know, a unanimous one. Wow. Wow. Booty loops. <laughs> Joe. He used booty loops for that. Get track, out of here, Joe. Joe Button. Booty loops. Joe. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying to do my podcast here, man. I'm trying yeah. to get on trying to get on your level, bro. Dude. Um no, I'm gonna blab that. I uh, mean too. I liked you know what I liked about it? I liked the way it was the space. Mm-hmm. You know, he had like the boop, 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 just kinda like in the back, not like crazy, just kind of sporadically. I really liked that bass line he had in the there. The bass line was everything. That was super killer. I liked the arrangement on it. I liked when that when I was expecting for like the chorus or just like the big part of how the how the kick changed a little bit and it was like boom boom boom. Yeah. So I'm gonna I really liked it. I'm gonna blap that one. Yeah. What's homeboy's name again? Blap. His name was Ray Mosaic. Ray Mosaic, yeah. Fire. Shout out to Ray Mosaic. Um, let and guys, if you're in the live chat, let us know what you guys think of the yeah. beats on the live chat. Yeah, for you, sure. you guys can play along with us. Give us a blap or mm-hmm. a crap and tell us why. What'd you say, Brie? You said what's up? Thank you. Ray Mosaic's on the. Oh, Ray Mosaic's oh. in the in the in the uh, good beat, Ray. Chat. Yeah. Ray, good beat. Good Great job, beat. man. Good dope. job. Next up is Bosco Beats with a Z at the end. Okay. He definitely channeled his inner Dilla. Oh yeah. Greg Johnson, I agree I love with you. It. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> sounds going on and then to add that synth that was super like ambient on top of that it kind of just flushed out sonically for me it just kind of flushed it out so for me i'm gonna crap that i will say though i would i it wasn't a terrible beat i think as well that Mm hi-hat i would change like the texture of the hi-hat and it was you know and it was very like you know what I mean? I it was would, boring. It was boring. I would like throw some. He tried doing like some repeat notes, not with that necessarily sound, by adding other hi hat like sounds under it. I would I would change the texture of that hi hat and throw some like repeat and like and you know on like the real trappy shit though the way they use those repeat notes. The repeats, yeah. I would incorporate those in that hi hat sequence yeah. that he had. Um, yeah, and I maybe just arrange it a little bit differently. I felt like when that changed happened, it went on maybe just for a little too long, got a little boring, especially when the ambient sounds on top of ambient sounds were, were coming in. Mm-hmm. So I would I would play with the um, hi-hat a little bit, play with that. I would take out the ambient sounds and maybe just let the track kind of breathe breathe a little bit more. Um, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible beat, but it's yeah. not a blap for me. Yep, I'm going to crap it as well. Yeah. Um, Atlas pretty much said it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the baseline was cool. Yeah, the baseline was all right. Mm. All right, our last submission is by Soul Lyricist. Soul Lyricist. To the stage. To the stage. Don't be shy. Um, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna crap it. Crap it. Yeah. yeah. Booty loops. 
<laughs> Booty loop. Joe's a legend, legendary. Oh, Joe would have hated that one. Um, oh man. Yeah, no, I'm gonna crap it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Just the the organ is the that was the part that mm-hmm. I didn't like. I thought the drums were like pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of kind of felt like some. Old, old school like 50 cent type yeah, shit yeah, with the yeah. drum pattern but um the organs just weren't weren't it i would just take those organs out and put, maybe play something else or try yeah. something different i agree i agree and right before you turned it off he added like a different snare or something mm-hmm. in there i actually like that mm-hmm. i i really wanted to hear that kind of more in the beginning of of the track um i wasn't really crazy about that that yeah, like that, that kind of thing it sounded like two different tracks yeah. to me like the the organ thing the the notes were cool i wasn't sh- really crazy about the sound itself um but i but i think take like i agree with you take that out or just try a whole different texture on there i would bring that kind of that snare that like that he kind of brought in for the second half bring that into the, to yeah. the first half just to you know spruce it up a little bit spruce it up give it a little spruce and that effect that yeah, yeah. I, I don't know eh, i wasn't really crazy about that you know um, you know as uh, perfection would say that snare was whack no no it wasn't even that whack no but that's what she says right is that yeah, that? yeah that's snare's exactly whack. what she says that's oh by snare. the way t-shirts coming avian yeah perfection coming got t-shirts coming coming no one's um, perfect guys appreciate you guys uh shout to Juha once again for joining us yeah. and and shout to you guys for joining the live chat for once um this fun. is a very brand new thing for us i think we're gonna play around with the idea right mm-hmm. of live like streaming mm-hmm. for you guys obviously today's thursday um but if you're listening to this now it is friday mm-hmm. or whatever day you end up listening to this so this is dropping tomorrow but um shout to, <coughs> excuse me shout to you guys who uh joined us today um again make sure you subscribe to blab chat on itunes follow that soundcloud link um you know follow us on soundcloud repost share mm-hmm. it with your friends mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me and um we'll be back uh i think we'll be back next week or maybe in a couple weeks because i'm going to la next week yeah two weeks fuck so we'll see you guys with a new mm-hmm. show in two weeks but um shout to all my black gods we got a there, really man. Dope guest. We got we got a really I don't dope guest. I want to say who it is, but we got somebody. Yeah. I really love dope. all our guests. They're all they're cool. all great. They're all great. Who's your favorite? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My favorite is me. <laughs> it's I'm you. just kidding. Perfect. Um, all right, guys. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Um, shout out to all you guys, and uh, you know, don't be uh, shy. Don't, don't be afraid be to uh, add us at all our social media. Ask us questions. Anything you guys want us mm-hmm. to talk about and touch on that we haven't touched on yet. Pause. Just let us know, and uh, we'll try to get to it. All right, so shout to you guys. We're out of here. Peace.